Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $34,127, up 0.54%. Ethereum at number two, $2,310.95, up 3.37%. Tether, $1. Finance coin at number four, $323.77, up 6.23%. Cardano at number five, $1.42. Uh, down 0.63%. XRP at number six, 66 cents, up 0.28%. Dogecoin at number seven, 23 cents, down 0.32%. USD coin number eight, $1. Polkadot at number nine, $16.23, up 5.55%. And last, number 10, Uniswap, $21.95, up 5.29%. So let's look at the crypto fear and greed index. Uh, extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. When investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. And today we have it at fear 28. Yesterday was extreme fear at 20. Last week was fear at 28. And last month at this time was extreme fear at 15. So uh, before we get into the articles, I just want to say welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Thank you so much for all my supporters, my viewers, my listeners. Uh, You can catch me on YouTube channel, Dave's Daily Crypto Take, or on podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Again, same name, Dave's Daily Crypto Take. If you can, uh, comment, message me. Direct message me if you have any ideas, recommendations, or any update or news you want to hear in the future. All right, let's take a look at the table of contents today. We got six articles. Article one is Bitcoin is suddenly braced for a $1.5 billion July shock after a huge crypto crash tanked the price. Article two, don't be surprised if Ether takes over Bitcoin as the dominant digital store of value, Goldman Sachs says. Article 3, Ethereum update to reduce ETH supply likely coming in August. Article 4, teens are sinking their money into stocks and crypto. What basic investing principles can parents use to guide them? Article 5, Ethereum has the largest piece of this pie. And last, Article 6, China takes crypto crackdown to another level, shuts company for suspected crypto trading. All right, let's get to it. Article number one, Bitcoin is suddenly braced for a $1.5 billion July shock after a huge crypto crash tanked the price. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency prices struggled to find direction in June after moving sharply lower through April and May. The Bitcoin price down almost 50% from its peak of around $65,000 per Bitcoin set in April has managed to hold above the closely watched $30,000 level, but has failed to make convincing gains. Now, with around $1.5 billion worth of shares in the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, hitting the market on July 18, something JP Morgan named as a downside risk for the Bitcoin price, researchers at US crypto exchange Kraken have predicted the looming Grayscale unlock could be positive for the Bitcoin price. We just ripped the pin out of the grenade. Radical new Bitcoin company issues stark Coinbase price warning. So 
Crypto Price Prediction Billionaire CEO Reveals Surprise Link Between Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, Facebook, and Tesla. Grayscale, the world's largest digital asset fund manager with $24 billion under management, allows institutional investors to gain exposure to Bitcoin through shares in its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, a fund that currently holds just over 650,000 Bitcoin tokens. Some 3% of Bitcoin's circulating supply, GBTC shares are subject to a six-month lockup after being purchased. Despite one being a single asset fund of the other, Bitcoin and GBTC are two distinct assets with different forces influencing their respective prices, Pete Humiston, manager of Kraken Intelligence, said in emailed comments alongside Kraken's latest market recap report. While we don't anticipate the unlock window to have any major market impact, the trading strategies commonly used by institutional investors leads us to conclude that the event could be mildly positive for the Bitcoin price. Large institutions make up a sizable proportion of the GPTC owners who will have their shares unlocked this month, according to Kraken Intelligence, pointing to recent Securities and Exchange Commission SEC filings. These institutions are thought to have bought GBTC shares with Bitcoin to harvest the premium to net asset value that GBTC was trading at and to do so may have shorted or bet against Bitcoin to avoid being impacted by price volatility. As a result, if these institutions did cash out their GBTC shares, they may have to buy Bitcoin from the spot market to cover their GBTC hedge. The complexity and duration relating to repositioning in the market amidst the GBTC share unlock is not black and white. The Kraken Intelligence Report read, on its own, it's not likely significant enough to immediately impact Bitcoin's price like some claim. So at the price right now, $33,955 of this uh, report, last month, JP Morgan analysts predicted the Bitcoin price could fall as low as $23,000 per Bitcoin before finding a floor, pointing to the GPTC unlock as a potential risk. Selling of GPTC shares exiting the six-month lockup period during June and July has emerged as an additional headwind for Bitcoin. JP Morgan analysts wrote in a genuine note, the latest Bitcoin price route uh, sparked by China's Bitcoin and crypto crackdown and exaggerated by Tesla billionaire Elon Musk's fickle attitude toward crypto stalled Bitcoin's massive 2021 bull run. However, Kraken researchers expect the most recent negative news out of China to have only a short-term effect on the Bitcoin price, pointing to Bitcoin's previous performance in the aftermath of earlier Bitcoin and crypto clampdowns in China. When looking as far back as 2013, one will find a myriad of headlines out of China that speak to the country's distaste of crypto assets, Kraken analysts wrote. While many of these announcements were followed by Bitcoin slumping in in the day, week, and month that followed, Bitcoin has tended to continue pressing higher in subsequent months. So there you guys have it. Bitcoin is suddenly braced for a 1.5 billion July shock after a huge crypto crash tanked the price. What do you think about this article? Comment down below. Article 2. Don't be surprised if Ether takes over Bitcoin as the dominant digital store of value, Goldman Sachs says. So uh, three main points in this article. Ether could overtake Bitcoin as a dominant digital store of value 
in the coming years, Goldman Sachs said in a Tuesday note. Two, Ether looks like the cryptocurrency with the highest real use potential, Goldman argued. Three, this competition among cryptocurrencies is another risk factor that prevents them from becoming safe haven assets, Goldman said. So Ether's real use cases give it the potential to become the dominant digital store of value in the coming years, Goldman Sachs said in a note on Tuesday. The bank believes Ether currently looks like the cryptocurrency with the highest real use potential as Ethereum, the platform on which it is the native digital currency, is the most popular development platform for smart contract applications, according to the note. That means Ether could eventually overtake Bitcoin as the top cryptocurrency, according to Goldman. While Bitcoin may have the stronger brand given its first mover advantage, it lacks some of the often cited real use cases of Ether, in part due to its slow transaction speed of just seven per second. But regardless of which cryptocurrency reigns supreme, neither will be able to overtake gold anytime soon. Goldman said, arguing that its high volatility doesn't make it a direct competitor to a safe haven asset like gold. Gold is competing with crypto to the same extent it is competing with other risky assets such as equities and cyclical commodities. We view gold as a defensive inflation hedge and the crypto as a risk on inflation hedge, Goldman explained. And the competition between different crypto assets is also hurting its ability to become an asset class that investors view as safe. This competition among cryptocurrencies is another risk factor that prevents them from becoming safe haven assets at this stage. Goldman concluded, as of Tuesday afternoon, there are 10,772 different cryptocurrencies in existence, according to data from CoinMarketCap. So what do you think about don't be surprised if Ether takes over Bitcoin as a dominant digital store of value by Goldman Sachs? Do you believe Goldman Sachs or do you think this is just smoke and mirrors? Comment down below what you think. Article number three, speaking of Ethereum, Ethereum update to reduce ETH supply likely coming in August. Pending approval from client teams, EIP-1559 should go live around the date of August 4th. So in brief, two points. Number one, the London hard fork includes EIP-1559, which will burn some ETH with every transaction. Two, the hard fork had been tentatively slated for mid-July. The next update to the Ethereum blockchain, which calls for changing how ETH is paid out to miners, is likely to come on August 4, with block 12,965,000, not mid-July as earlier suggested. The block number was officially proposed today on GitHub by developer Tim Bako, the Ethereum Foundation's point person on network upgrades. If various Ethereum client teams, the groups who code the various software on ramps to the blockchain, agree to the proposal, that target will become official. The date gives the multiple test networks enough time to finish completing the integration and hopefully ensuring there are no problems with the code. An error with the previous hard fork in April led to about 12% of computers on the blockchain temporarily being unable to sync to the network. We wanted to see how the <coughs> testnet upgrades went before committing to a mainnet date. Now that two-thirds of testnets have successfully upgraded, last one is tomorrow, we're confident in setting a date for mainnet, Baco told Decrypt via direct message. 
so-called London Hard Fork, named after the second annual Ethereum Developers Conference in 2015, is designed to take the blockchain network into a deflationary future. Hard forks such as this one are essentially software upgrades that incorporate Ethereum's improvement protocols and proposals, EIPs. Changes to the code that have been put forward by anyone in the community are then agreed by and to the stakeholders, including developers and the miners, who validate and process transactions by running the Ethereum blockchain. Tim Bako on Twitter stated, Yep, unless someone objects in the next 24 hours, London should land on August 4th. A few client teams have thumbs up it, it already, but we want to be sure no one has a serious objection. Keep an eye out. The major component of London is the controversial EIP-1559. Suggested by Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin and others, it changes the way miners are compensated. Currently, they receive the newly minted ETH that is created with each fresh batch of transactions, plus the transaction fees people pay to use the network. Once EIP-1559 is implemented via the London hard fork, however, miners can no longer count on income from transaction fees, though users can still tip them to ensure their transactions go through quickly. Users will instead pay a base fee, which goes directly to the network and is burned or removed from circulation. This results in deflationary pressure, which could increase the asset's price. Miners are split on the issue. Some call it wealth redistribution, while others see it as a way of boosting the value of the minted ETH they receive. Either way, it's coming. Assuming no one has a major objection, we will be going for August 4th, said Baco. So what do you guys think about Ethereum update to reduce ETH supply likely coming in August? Do you think it's going to hit that August 4th, or do you think it's going to be prolonged and delayed? Comment down below and let me know what you think. Okay, uh, we're at the halfway point right so far in Dave's Daily Crypto Take. I just want to say thank you to all my supporters and everyone that has subscribed so far. Please, again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please try to leave a review. If you're on Spotify or Google Podcasts, please subscribe and also leave a comment if you can. It would help the algorithm and helps my channel become more uh, widened and also more people can have access to it. If you're on the YouTube channel, please thumbs up it if you can. And please comment down below in what you think you want to see in the future. So again, thank you so much. All right. Uh, article number four. Teens are sinking their money into stocks and crypto. What basic investing principles can parents use to guide them? So a recent survey by Wells Fargo on investing showed that 50% of parents said their teens knew more about Bitcoin than they did while 45% of teenagers felt their knowledge of crypto exceeded that of their parents. The Wells Fargo Parent Teen Study included 318 teens between the ages of 13 and 17 and largely showed that teens are increasingly confident in their financial knowledge, specifically when it came to investing trends made popular through social media. The surge in interest have after the trading frenzies of GameStop and AMC led to millions of new investors and even more new interest, teens among them. As teens start sinking their money into stocks and crypto for the first time, here are some basic investing principles to help guide them. The golden rule, never invest money you aren't willing to lose. 
The recent craze surrounding social media investing easily allows for feeding into the craze and thinking that you should be investing like everyone else is. The number one rule for investing is that you never invest any money you wouldn't feel comfortable losing tomorrow. The same golden rule applies to gambling and in many ways investing is just that, a gamble. It is even more important to reinforce that in today's investing atmosphere, as the speed with which one can enter the market has changed drastically over the past couple of years. A teen especially can set up an account and begin trading within minutes through their smartphone. Money that is to be invested should only be that is not necessary for everyday life or expenses. That is disposable income. Typically, teens will not have much of this as they are just entering the workforce and should take this into account when it's first starting out. Number two, investing is a long game. While there are thousands of stories of people making a quick and large buck off of Reddit-fueled strategies this year, investing should be done for a long time over a period of years to see stable and good returns. There are different kinds of investors for each risk tolerance, but for 18 and 19-year-olds who are new to the game, risking the first couple of paychecks you might in get-rich strategies will likely never work out in the long run. There are investors who buy and sell stock on the same day, investors who pull all of their life savings into one stock and strike it big, and investors who have no idea what they're doing but manage to still get rich. So why can't you be one of them, right? Well, one of the reasons these kind of investors are given so much attention is because of how out of the ordinary their stories are. YouTuber, the stock guy, even uploaded a video showing one of his viewers put his entire life savings into GameStop back in January. These kind of stories end up on your newsfeed because they are news and not the way things typically operate. The best way to invest is to put money in the market for a long time horizon. If you are a teen just starting out, this gives you an advantage over other investors because you have more time than others to accumulate accrued interest. Most financial advisors will suggest at least a five-year investment timeline, but based on what your goals are, it could be longer. Number three, balance is key. In short, this means it is wrong to dump all of your money into GameStop. No, serious. Investors will expose all of their assets into one equity. Diversification is one of the foundational principles of investing, regardless of how much or where you are investing. This can mean across several different stocks in different kinds of industries or a balance of stocks and bonds. For teens, the idea of bonds and treasuries might be a little bit tricky, so picking 5 to 10 companies you really love and stand for can help ensure that you don't lose money you worked hard to invest because of unequal distribution. It's also a good idea to get involved in different industries as they will perform differently during different times of the year economic cycle. Invest in what you believe in and what you know. Generation Z could probably teach older generations a thing or two about this. Today's teens are incredibly in tune with the products they buy and the impact they make. Whether it's choosing vegan squalene moisturizers to ensure sharks aren't hunted for their oil, or refusing to buy a company's clothing line because of child labor scandals, modern teenagers direct their pockets where they believe it is right to do so. And this kind of strategy could help them in a big way. Wall Street legend Warren Buffett famously said, never invest in a business you cannot understand. 
Today's teens can easily use their knowledge of causes and things they believe in to put their money to good use. It's a good idea to start researching companies that you believe in and see if their products and mission statements align with your own goals before you decide to invest. Thinking of the services you use on a daily basis and aligning your investments with your daily life can also pay off in the long run. So there you guys have it. Teens are sinking their money into stocks and crypto. What basic investing principles can parents use to guide them? Comment down below if you're a parent that has teens investing in crypto or in stocks, or if you're a teen and you've been using social media like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord, Telegram, in order to find out what's the next big hit. So comment down below and let me know what you think. Moving on to article number five, Ethereum has the largest piece of this pie. Again, Ethereum in the news all at the time. So times are tough and the market has moved from regular surges to phases of corrections. This occurred after almost a year of the rally by the cryptocurrency market with pushed its market capitalization over $2 trillion at its peak. With the market rally coming to a brief halt, the market capitalization has also fallen to $1.43 trillion. And stablecoins were now making up for 7.7% of the total market cap. Stablecoins have become an important part of cryptocurrency trading, and their significance has only grown in 2021. According to reports, the stablecoin market cap recently breached $111 billion, which made up for 7.7% of the total crypto market cap. As the cryptocurrencies gained high values at the beginning of the year, stablecoins like USDT, Tether, and USDC, USD coin, were prominently paired with crypto assets for trade. Even when the market ran into bear's trenches, the stablecoins market continued to grow, as per a report. Quote, YTD year-to-date stablecoin market cap growth is 3.7x, far outpacing the total YTD crypto market cap growth of 1.9x. Wow. It was no surprise that USDT continued to dominate the stablecoins market with a $62.9 billion outstanding supply. This was equivalent to 58.56% market share, while USDC was at second place with $25.3 billion outstanding supply. So looking at these charts, apart from USDT and USDC, algorithmic stablecoins created a sizable category comprising of plus minus 8% of the total stablecoins market cap. This growth was stimulated by new projects like TerraUSD, Fay, Liquidity, and Frax that witnessed explosive growth this year. The use of stablecoin was also stimulated by the largest altcoin, Ethereum. The report added, quote, Ethereum has the largest piece of the stablecoin pie with $73.4 billion of the $111 billion outstanding supply issued on its blockchain. Along with alts, protocols like Aave, Curve, Phi, and Yearn were also seeing a significant rise in stablecoins during this bearish season. The use of stablecoins has always noted as an upward swing during periods of bearish volatility. As the crypto investors once again flooded stablecoins with a market crash, it could hint at a possible sign of trend reversal in the overall crypto market. 
So what do you guys think about Ethereum has the largest piece of this pie, meaning stable coins? Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right, let's move on to our main topic today. The main topic is China takes crypto crackdown to another level, shuts company for suspected crypto trading. So let's take a look. China is in the news again. Two points in this article. Number one, China bans entertainment firm for suspected crypto involvement. Number two, China crackdown on crypto. China has taken their crypto crackdown to a new level after shutting down an entertainment firm suspected to be in crypto trading. The firm is said to have a non-fungible token, Maoli Coin. The firm Beijing Kuadao Cultural Development Co. Limited was ordered to seize all operations, and their website was suspended as well. The order was issued by the Beijing Financial Supervision Administration of the People's Bank of China. The central bank in its statement said, we have canceled a Beijing company that provides software services for virtual currency transactions and closed its website. No institution may provide services for virtual currency transactions. Previous orders from the country's central bank held that no institution should offer any kind of support in any form to crypto firms. China's crypto crackdown continues to get tougher. China's crypto crackdown has been a hot topic in the crypto space for months now. China has been hostile towards crypto firms from the onset as they are popular for always warning crypto firms every now and then. The Asian country this year has been on the neck of crypto miners, leading to one of the largest migration of crypto miners from a particular location ever experienced. Over 60% of crypto miners in China has migrated as the mining hash power of BTC has dropped 50%. After China resumed its crypto crackdown this year, firms outside China that has been servicing Chinese crypto firms backed out. Why China has been against crypto for years now remains unclear, but the country has expressed interest in blockchain technology. Unconfirmed report has it that China is against crypto and its development in China to pave the way and enable a soft landing for its central bank digital currency, CBDC, digital yuan. So what do you guys think about China takes crypto crackdown to another level, shuts company for suspected crypto trading? Uh, comment down below if you think China is going to go on a rampage and still continue to shut down other companies. Or do you think that it's going to happen to have their own CBDC and their own digital currency, the digital yuan? Thank you very much. Let's go back to the crypto prices before we finish today's crypto take. At number one, BTC, $34,108. Ethereum, $2,309. Tether, $1. Binance Coin, $322.52. Cardano, $1.41. XRP, $0.66. Cents. Dogecoin, $0.23. Cents. USD coin, $1. Polkadot, $16.20. And last, Uniswap, $22.01. There you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Please give me some support. I appreciate all the help by liking, sharing, and subscribing. If you have any comments or if you have any recommendations, put it down below. And again, please let me know if you have any takes, updates, or news you want to hear in the next few weeks.
please comment or message me down below. All right. Other than that, that's Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Please have a good one today and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.